Where are the rites of passage? The initiations for the young to endure? How can they ever hope to become true adults without them? We live in a world filled with people wearing middle-aged bodies. Yet they stumble to a crawl with their childlike minds. We must all go through a rite of passage. And it must be physical. It must be painful. And it must leave a mark. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 91. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, owners of the number one clown torture site on the dark web. <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. Clown torture. Clown torture. How do I not even know this about us? It's called www.clownpenis.fart. <laughs> dark web dot honk honk till you donk.com. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you never have follow-ups for your jokes. I really uh, don't. No, that's all right. I, I push you too I push you too far every time. It's you know what fair. that was there, Jim? What? This that was air drumming the intro in traditional grip. <laughs> Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, that's why that hand looks a little funky. Was, were, you, were, you, were you doing like like, like flippy things too? No, were doing I thought, I thought, things? I thought just... you were doing the stranger. <laughs> 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 that's what you're here for. I was yeah. I was Except doing I the uh, I was I was too fixated on my tiny drum set I was playing. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not. The but. air drum in the mini set. <laughs> um, uh, so you, yeah. ever, you ever see like like really well known drummers playing on kid sets, mm-hmm. and they they actually make them sound halfway decent. Yeah, they somehow. sound amazing. That's I wouldn't just, go. As, I wouldn't say amazing. Well, yeah, not amazing. I mean, as good as a it's, it's, a first act drum kit could sound. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a friend, RJ. His little his uh his son is like a phenom. Oh yeah, he's like what? He's been four now. I think he's four, but he's been playing since he was like two. And he had a he started off on one of those little first act kits and he could he could play that thing. Oh dude yeah, he's awesome. He plays some some cool beats, he sings and plays in, in rhythm at the same time. Now he's got uh what he's got uh like beat, beat drums or yeah. something. Yeah. Kid's crazy. 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 <laughs> Speaking of crazy, tell me about your crazy week. Uh not too much. I spent all day today building the sandbox for my kids. We uh <laughs> we we it's, it's um Seven foot by eight foot, mm-hmm. and then we put six inches of sand in it. So in case you can't do math really fast, that's twenty eight hundred pounds of sand. Jesus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, weird. I was like doing the math, and I'm like, I'm like, this can't be right because I'm not good at math. Bags so I was are like, how I've, many a, how many pounds a piece? Uh, Fifty pounds a piece. So they, okay. it's it, each bag is roughly point uh, five cubic feet, and we needed okay. we needed twenty eight cubic feet so we needed 56 bags oh my God. of sand did you did you bankrupt yourself on sand today no no <laughs> the sand was cheap that was 180 bucks oh. for all that sand crazy but i ended up so we you know we got there we loaded it onto the carts at home depot and then pushed that out to the truck then we had to load all 56 bags into the truck and then take it home and then when we got home we we uh we built the top for the sandbox as well 
and I told my dad, just go around back and get started on the top. I'll take care of bringing the sand back, which was a huge mistake. Because I, I had a, a dolly, luckily, because he brought one of his, uh, like his beer carts. But it had flat tires my first couple trips. Oh, nice. Dude, it was like... And so I was, and I was taking I was taking eight bags at a time, so it was four hundred pounds for every for every trip, and it was seven trips back and forth. And by the end, tired. I was just dead, man. My back hurts so bad, but it's a cool it's a cool sandbox. I'm excited for my my kids to try it out tomorrow. Oh, are they not? Uh, not no, not yet. Them? They were watching out the window. Poor Sadie, she was watching out the window. Or my mom was there too, so she was out like with us while we were mm-hmm. building it all day, and she just wanted to get in the sandbox and play and we're just like no we can't like, do get it yet so i felt really bad that they weren't able to play in it today but tomorrow tomorrow's mm-hmm. the big day yeah gotcha, so gotcha. anyway what have you guys been up to not a whole lot it's been a real boring week for me yeah Jay? Jay? It's, did some weddings did some uh driving around like went to weddings went to D- weddings dj'd how many Attended. weddings did you go to one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to make yourself sound more yeah. interesting <laughs> Go to Nashville this weekend, so by the time this episode airs, I'll be back mm, in Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you went to the wedding of Jancy Pants. Yes, I did. Our buddy Brian, who's been on the show a few times, he just got married this past weekend, so. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You doing? Dong. Dong. He, he, <laughs> did. <laughs> he hit the gong. He did hit the gong, and I appreciated it. Did you get the one the next day? Yeah. Of him just throwing the mallet at the gong? <laughs> but no, a video or something? Or... It was on Snapchat. No, I did not. <laughs> we'll talk about it a little more out there, but it was good. If you're listening, Brian, we all really appreciated it. So Alyssa. <laughs> he said he was gonna do a vi- he said he was gonna do a video and post it on Facebook of just hitting the gong. I thought he did. I, I got I, I got it on the uh, the Snapchat. Okay. You know. Still appreciated. Cool. Yeah. No, I wish I had something to add. I had a bonfire. You there. had a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. First. I, I joined you for that one. That mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. Beautiful night. Mm-hmm. Good time chopping mm-hmm. wood. I was See, afra- we- I was afraid I was gonna light my tree on fire. Which was pr- completely unfounded, yet I was terrified of it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it, it, up in Caseville, when my aunt and uncle had a, a place up there, they had a tree, a giant, I think it was a like a giant oak. It's a mine, is it? That hung out over the, the where their fire pit was. Mm-hmm. And for all of my years growing up, it always had a huge dead section. And I was like, what happened there? I eventually asked once I got a little bit older, and they're like, oh, we got... Like it was like 1992 or something, and we got just super, super drunk and just started stacking pallets as high as we could, and basically just burned one half of that giant tree, and it never grew back. Yeah, see, I'd be terrified though if that thing went up. Yeah, because it's been pretty dry oh, around yeah. here. So if that thing went up, it's right in the middle of the houses and everything else. Yep. Like and that be, tree is humongous. Yeah, it'd be like a so. Total I was like out there with the hose, spraying down the bottom leaves, keep it wet. It's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Bonfires are fun. My, years back, when we used to go to Silver Lake with, with a couple of our uh, fa- family friends, mm-hmm. and uh, my dad and his buddy, after the kids all went to sleep, you know, the Cuervo came out, do some shots of tequila, <laughs> and, and so the yeah. final night they were just burning off all the wood, right? No and then they on. had leftover was the uh, <laughs> probably not <laughs> leftover was the uh, the the washer dryer box that they brought all this wood, and they're like, yeah. Throw that fucking thing on the fire, man. <laughs> yep, yep. Put it on there, and these flames were hitting the treetops way up. The DNR came by. He's just like, man, I thought the sun was coming up over here. Just want to make sure you guys are okay. He was cool with it, though? Uh, yeah. I See, I, I hate when I see people, like, I don't mind if you burn a box, but I'll see people take the box and set it on the fire open side down. Oh, no. Right. And then it just, like, it basically becomes a smoke box. Yeah. And then it just... Well, what you do is you, if you're going to put the box upside down on the fire, you have to cut holes in the sides. And it right. breathes more and it goes up better. 
and you don't it's less of a chance of it falls apart quicker so there's less of a chance of a gust of wind coming and stealing away a flaming bag of fire important information we're giving you here we uh we did planning on burning boxes cut holes in the side we did throw a full-size couch on a bonfire quite a you know about uh six years ago when was that good old buddy tony p oh Uh, he was having having like an after bar after karaoke night bonfire at his house and some Mm -hmm. friends came back and they ran out of wood and he's like i I got this old couch behind my (laughs) my uh garage i don't know why he sounds just like the dnr guy i was like i was like i like when he's like he the dnr guy i like when you start when we start talking about fires and stuff everybody Everybody becomes southern for some reason. And, and Tony's. I got that uh, old couch back there. Throw Tony's that back. straight Greek and Italian, so he doesn't <laughs> sound at all like that. And so they took this fabric tout couch and put it on there. These, these fl- I never saw flames higher than that. We had a, a six foot guy standing next to it, and it was easily, you know, five times taller than he was. So it's probably like polyester or something. <laughs> yeah, polyester. Um. Yeah. So anyway, fire. Yep, that's it. That's the one. Speaking of things going up in flames, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Oh, I thought you were talking about my sex life. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! All right, uh, a couple things from last week. Uh, I said that there was a standalone uh, Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster movie. Uh-huh. And there was technically a movie called Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, but it did have Godzilla and a whole bunch of other monsters in it. So it wasn't like an origin story or anything. It wasn't standalone. It was... It's part of the Godzilla mythos. It's part but of it, that series. But it was his own movie. Yeah, but not. Yeah. But unlike Mothra and um, Gamera had their own actual like origin stories and the whole deal. Right. I thought this one did. It did not. Um, yes, Jay, you were correct. Uh, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie did end their tour in Detroit. Uh, there's actually a video clip of it online that I found of Rob Zombie just berating Manson on stage really? at, at the Detroit day. He goes, well, this is the last night of this fucking tour, so let's... <laughs> what, he called uh, it off right there on was stage. Was there any like backstory to it or anything? Like, yeah, I guess uh, Manson kept going over his time and then pushing later and later, and there was a bunch of shit that happened backstage, and it almost came to blows. Now, the way they did it... Uh... They they swapped on, like from from night to night. Didn't so, they yeah. swap on who was headlining? I believe so. so they I know were technically co-headlining or whatever. Yeah, right. Manson was first on our date. I know oh, that because I was there. But that's the way I would prefer see, it. I don't remember him doing this when I was there, but the video doesn't lie. So that's crazy. That absolutely happened. You're, um, you were probably a little drunk. <laughs> probably, I was getting probably kicked out at that point too. Kicked out? Why? I got I got escorted out of the uh, front part of it because I kept leaving my seat and trying to get closer where the people were and there was some fucking lady who had just had hawk eyes on me and she was watching me every time I'd move I would see it was like it was like the the thing where like the, uh, in uh, what's that fucking movie uh, Airheads when Adam Sandler's coming out the back door and uh. he's walking up to the police guard and he's like stepping with him uh-huh. and then he moves back with him <laughs> and then he tries to do the googly dance. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I swear it was like that because every time I get up there she was right there fucking watching me. She just zoned, tried in, to, it, zoned I, in on you and she's I, like this, this this kid's my bitch for the rest yep. of the night. I tried one too many times and she escorted me back to the uh, mezzanine area. <laughs> well it's good that she didn't like full on kick you out. No, no, no. She just I don't think she realized that I had a ticket to actually <clears> be in there though so I just walked around the other side showed another guy my ticket this whole back to my seat the whole like the, even the floor was seated mm-hmm. it's it's uh it was at dt oh dt for yeah. some reason i thought it was at um the fillmore no no no, no, no. Oh, okay um also uh we got into a little <clears throat> little discussion at the end of the uh episode about some goings-ons in the oh yeah world of uh you know entertainment and 
dudes that suck. Yeah. Um, and a couple things there. I said that I said that Weinstein started his trial. He just turned himself into the cops. So oh. his trial's not started yeah, yet, but no. he did turn himself into the police. Right. Uh, and also, um, I said something about Jimmy Page kidnapping a 14-year-old girl, or a 15-year-old girl, keeping her behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, so the story on this is a little bit weird. I don't know exactly what's truth and what's not, because mm -hmm. depending on what you read, it's a little bit different. He did, it's well documented that he did have a relationship with a 14 or 15 year old, I think it was a 15 year old girl. Do, do you know how old he was at this point? Oh, does it matter? <laughs> oh, no, no, I just, I guess, I, I guess I wanted to know how much of a well, creep he was. Well, if he was 35. No. No, 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 I wanted to know how much of a creep he was. Like if this was yeah. back when he was 18. No, no, he still was. still too young to this be. This was at like the height of their career. So how old was it? In his 30s, maybe? Sure, 30s. yeah. No, probably not 30. Uh, probably late not 40s, but 30s. 20s or something like that. Still but he, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Way unless, too old still. Unless I'm, you're 14. You shouldn't be fucking a fourteen-year-old, and let's be honest. Even at you fourteen, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing, doing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just wanted to make sure. I, I Wait till you're sure. married and keep your prentice in your pants. For your prentice. <laughs> your prentice. <laughs> have you? Speaking of which, have you? Uh, the fourteen-year-old thing. Have you heard any of the shit that is going on with R. Kelly? Well, he's always had crazy, weird, gross. He's, he's got like apartments set yeah. up, oh, yeah. like all over the country, where he keeps. Like he keeps young girls. It's disgusting. Yeah, he pees on them. It's and, very and well. And yeah, <laughs> it's very. It's almost like R. he's got. It's, 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 it's almost like a. <laughs> <laughs> he's fifty. So so. Well, no, R. Kelly's a shitbag. Oh yeah, it's I mean, creepy. It sounds like he's running a cult, basically. Because of him, I believe I can fly. But. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> but that's it. And um, also because of him, that's why I own a Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jay owns oh, okay. Beretta. Um, okay, that, yeah, that was it. Like I said, I just wanted to make sure that what I was accusing was the right thing. That's yeah, all. sure. <clears throat> um, you know, so yeah, I, I don't know if it was a kidnapping thing or if he just kept her hidden. It depends on what you read. But well, I think I think regardless, if you have a person who's under the age of legal consent, no matter what, if you were keeping them hidden, that would be considered kidnapping, right? Well, yeah, yeah. So true. The uh, the proofs in the pudding. I don't know what that means. <laughs> You gotta taste the pudding and find you gotta out. Gotta taste the pudding. Oh, I really hope out. that fourteen-year-old girl wasn't named the pudding. <laughs> and I hope this isn't a Bill Cosby reference. You're just yelling old pudding. Let's quit while we're ahead. Yeah, let's yep. let's be done with this. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's it. Yeah, we're done. That's it. All right. It. Cool. Uh, okay. So this week we decided to uh, watch the movie Strangeland because neither neither one of us had seen it in a long time. The mm -hmm. movie Strangeland uh, with D. Snyder mm -hmm. and Robert England. And uh, we decided to pair that up with, why the hell can I not think of the other? Uh, a gem of a movie called Fear.com. Fear.com. Why that, it just like completely escaped my brain. I don't yeah. know why. A movie, a movie that I had, uh, I, I remember I hadn't seen it in probably since I was in high school. And I remember loving it back then. Yeah. And I, I, I've been looking for an excuse to watch this movie again. Because I wanted to revisit it and see how it held up and mm -hmm. see... Because let's be honest, a lot of those movies from the early 2000s don't really hold up as well as you'd like them to. Especially so, ones that revolve around the internet. And not just internet, archaic internet. That's what I'm, like, that's like what I'm saying. The like, most primitive internet and computers you can possibly imagine. Which and we'll get into this, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> and it's it just yeah, we'll get into like the the dialogue and mm -hmm. some of the corny stuff that happens in these movies. But uh so with that in mind uh, creeps on the internet, creeping on young computer, girls and stuff like that. Horror. Yeah, computer yeah. internet-based horror. 
Michael went out and from Founders in Grand Rapids, Michigan, he found PC Pills. You know, like PC, personal computer. Yep. I'm or guessing that's what this stands for, right? My personal favorite, Peninsula Clunker. That's your personal favorite? <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> Penis um, cock. So the- <laughs> Penis cock pills. So oh, we now he knows that tastes good. So yep. if you want to know what PC pill stands for, actually, here we go. Pleasantly crisp. Mm, maybe. Perfectly clean and profoundly crushable. PC Pills is our take on the classic Pilsner style. While Noble Hops have been the preferred choice of Pilsner brewers around the world, we went with some of our favorite American varieties. Ready for this? Piney Chinook. Oh, Oh, there you go, PC. Pleasantly Pleasantly Citrus Cascade and Punchy Centennial make this an easy drinker with floral hop characteristics. Pretty cool. Ah, there's another PC. Pretty cool, if you ask us. <laughs> ABV 5.5, IBUs 45. We don't drink a lot of Pilsners we on don't, this show. We don't. So. And also, I have to point this out on the side of the can. Drink responsibly. They don't serve founders in the clink. <laughs> <laughs> and the, they just uh, whatever you manage to make in your toilet. Good old, yeah. Good old, good old Basically founders. Miller. I've had, we haven't had founders in a little bit. Uh, right. No, it's been a while. It's been a what, while. Did we do, actually, have we had any founders on the show? Think, have we? Maybe we haven't. No, we dirty. We think we use arrogant bastard. Not no, uh, uh, dirty bastard. Backwoods bastard. Something. They have, they maybe have so not. many bastards. I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to go back. Check it out. This is their them their founders Australian for beer. <laughs> right? Is that how it goes? That's the one. That's the DNR guy again. <laughs> All, right, All right. Cheers, guys. boys. Cheers. Damn cans. Ooh. That's a damn drinkable beer. That is profoundly crushable. <laughs> it's <not. laughs> it, that wasn't my joke. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's just it it's, is really it's a good. Good standard. Good. Like easy you said, like beer. you said, this is this would be. It's what is it? Eighty degrees out tonight. Yep. I could stand outside and crush like 10, 12, 15 of these. To be prepped for when that tornado comes <laughs> Un- unopened against your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I I kind of want to try that because I see so many videos of people unopened. S- yeah, they slam the. Like they'll slam the beer can against their head, and then it opens, and then they, yeah, I mean it, it's shooting out at that point. But then you they would, shotgun it. It you looks would really do cool. That once, knock yourself out. Absolutely, That's, I would. It's, it's, now I kind of want you to do it. <laughs> but it would be cool. There's got to be some sort of like trick to it or something. I don't yeah. know. You would well, be left lying in the middle of the road, just bleed, feeding all over the place. <laughs> Let's do it. I'll be here all week. All right, uh, so for the bleed feed this week, James. Yes, sir. Do you know how I like to start the bleed feed? Uh, yeah, I do, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so one death this week, uh, Frank Doubleday. If you are fans of Sounds John cool. Carpenter, you would know him from Assault on Precinct, Assault on Precinct 13, <laughs> and then also Escape from New York. Now, in Escape from New York, he's probably more recognizable. He played uh, Romero, who was the... Uh, the younger kid with the huge hair. Kind of looked like Spider from uh, Power Man 5000. Oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, he played one of the uh, one of the villains in the movie, but a uh, standout guy. He died at the age of 73, uh, and he passed away due to a battle with um, 
esophageal cancer. Ooh. Yep. So uh, yeah, apparently he passed away on March third, <laughs> but the the family just came forward and is uh, you know they probably wanted to do their own thing before sure, they yeah. said anything. Obviously, it's always interesting though when they wait like that long. It's two and a half. What what I don't even know what the date is today. So two months ago, yeah, almost. Yeah. Wow. He uh, yeah he's uh, he's married to um, a woman named Christina Hart, uh, who is also an actress. Uh, they also have. Uh, uh, Two daughters, uh, Portia Doubleday, who was on Mr. Robot, and Caitlin Doubleday, who was on Nashville and Empire. Oh, wow. So a whole family of, of uh, actors. Yeah. So pretty cool. Um, yeah. So moving on from that. We had another death. Roseanne's new show. Oh, man. Oh, fuck that bitch. <laughs> Jeez, that's uh, great. Like, you know what? It sucks. I want it. I, like, I liked Roseanne. I did. I, I didn't watch it. the show a lot or whatever, but I always liked her. I mm-hmm. thought she was crass, like my kind of crass or whatever. Sure, she yeah. was always pushing the buttons and saying a lot of stuff that you kind of like puckered your butthole to. And, uh, <laughs> I, but it was always, it was like, she always kept it like on that side of the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she did this past week is just deplorable. Well, just, just, like if you're if you if you think like that, just stay the hell off of Twitter. What's wrong with you? And just think like okay, so but the president does it. Well, she's she's like crazy <laughs> with uh um like the conspiracy theories and yeah. stuff on Twitter. Yeah. But you just screwed over so many people. Yeah. yeah. So many like that's people. the like, worst part about it. Yeah. Like think about some of these people who you know haven't had many big acting jobs in years and years and years. Like a couple, a couple of the kids in particular who are who are on the show, and some of them have, but not all. Yeah, some of them have. Like uh, I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking the about crew, the people that the, work behind the yeah, scenes. Oh yeah, everybody. Where they thought this was supposed to go on for yeah, years. Maybe turn down <clears throat> another job opportunity that was a, a big opportunity because they got this, and exactly. now they're stuck without a job. And they it, they had already been uh, greenlit for a second season. Yeah. Uh, Wanda Sykes was a creative consultant, mm-hmm. and she walked away from the show first before they even canceled it. And then somebody, and then one of the um, one of the other daughters, I believe, said that she wasn't coming back, and then ABC finally just pulled the plug. In case you don't know what happened with all this, uh, Roseanne on Twitter compared uh, an ex-Obama aide. She basically what she said was, um, she was the a- Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, and that equals VJ Valerie yeah. Valerie Jarrett, which is just yeah. what the hell is wrong with you you can't say I, stuff like no, that no so she's their shit can and you know just because like it just she's sucks like idiot. you can't put you put your foot in your mouth and she's done this many many times before and just like if you have something good going for yourself and for many many other people just shut the hell and the up show, and do your job from the couple episodes of the new show that i did see they she it was pretty political, but it was like both sides of the. It was both political. sides. <clears throat> I was um, actually really enjoying it personally. Yeah, I, I always really liked the old show, and Aaron and I had been watching the new one, and we both liked well, it a lot, and we were excited for more. But she finally got Dan Connor killed. <laughs> he, he got the axe. <laughs> so yep, that's it. That's all. Yep. Uh, um, anyway, what else you got? Uh, Jamie Foxx is officially your spawn. I saw that today. That's officially. Sweet. They've been talking about it. It's been rumored, and you know he had been wanting it for like five years. Uh, he was finally brought on for it. Um, and that being said, uh, McFarland doubled down on the fact that Spawn will not be. It's not a speaking role. He, it won't be. There's no speaking roles in it, and you will never see a hero shot. So you'll never see Spawn full head to toe ever. Really. Never. He, he's like, it, it's just, he goes, you never saw the shark in Jaws, the full on. You only saw parts of it. Wow. And uh, he's he's doubled down on it. Like, it's really he wants it to be, 
just the, the thing that goes bump in the night, you know? Wow. So, pretty cool, though. I think it's cool that Jamie Foxx is, is cool with... Easiest role ever. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super psyched on it. Uh, let's see here. Moving on, if my computer would actually work here. Um, so, last week, we took a look at a movie trailer for a movie called The Happy Time Murders. Yeah. And uh, we were all just giddy over it because it looks hilarious. Uh, you know who was not so giddy about it? Who? Sesame Street <laughs> and, uh, and Sesame Workshops, the company. Uh, they are suing the Happy Town Murders. What? Because they use the tagline, No Sesame, All Street. And they are suing them on the basis that they cannot use the word Sesame and Street in the same tagline because it is, it is, you're all actually. Here. It I says bought some it, new sesame seeds down at the store down the street. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Can't do it. It says so here, uh, Sesame Workshop claims that Sesame seeks to uh, enjoin defendants' deliberate effort to appropriate uh, its Sesame Street mark and its trusted brand and goodwill to promote their R-rated movie, The Happy Time Murders, by way of a violent and sexually explicit trailer. Sesame Street is a registered trademark of Sesame, an organization with a long storied history of helping kids grow smarter, stronger, and kinder. The suit filed against STX Productions reads, uh, Defendant's widely distributed marketing campaign features a just-released trailer with explicit, profane, drug-using, misogynistic, violent, copulating, and even ejaculating puppets, along with the tagline, <laughs> No Sesame, All Street. Uh, uh, the defendants do not own control or have any right to use the Sesame Street mark. Instead, they are just... They are uh, distributing a trailer that deliberately confuses consumers into mistakenly believing that Sesame is associated with and has allowed or has even endorsed or produced the movie that tarnishes Sesame's brand. They are pissed. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I was telling Jay that we talked Get about this it. a little bit beforehand. Mm -hmm. I almost think that they did this on purpose and they knew it was going to happen. Do you know how much free publicity this is mm -hmm. for a movie that probably wouldn't get all that much push? Right. You know, It's and kind of the, genius. But... But could they, can Sesame Street sue as like a cease and desist kind of thing? I or think can they sue for, first, yeah. I think that they are going to end up suing for damages. Maybe. Which could, they, which could <laughs> equate to a lot of money. The Happy Time Murders, which was made by the Jim Henson company, company yeah. by the way, um, they responded in the best way possible. They responded to Sesame Street with their own um, uh, uh, statement on it. And it was given uh, via video by a puppet. <laughs> Their lawyer is a puppet. <laughs> Which I think is just genius. They responded to it? So what What did they say? They, bas you know? they basically just said that we, we feel that our position is very strong. We're not afraid of this. Like, we're, we're okay. Wow. Which, which means... They probably dotted their T's and crossed their I's a lot right. to make sure they were okay. But they had you to. have to. Yeah. But you, they have to know using that tagline, it's going to cause some shit. They had right. to. But you're not saying Sesame Street. Yeah, but like any I'm... lawyer would look at that and go, nah. So they probably safeguarded themselves against it, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but... they just don't use that tagline in the movie. Sure. That's all. Probably. Right. Um, but at this point, that trailer's been saved, copied, and reposted so many times. Damage is done. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. you right. Know? So even if they have to pull it, whoa, big deal. Um, okay, moving on here. Uh, Woody Harrelson uh, confirms his Venom role, which is exciting. We had uh, there had been long rumored that he might be playing a certain character in a very small capacity, mm -hmm. um, and he uh, he confirms he is in the movie. And he goes, uh, "I'm in a little fraction of the movie. Uh, I'll be, in, but I'll, but I'll be in the next one. You know. So I haven't read the script, but anyways, just roll the dice. <laughs> so it sounds like he just wanted to be a part of like a big comic book property. It was a good role. And so he's just kind of going in on faith because mm -hmm. these movies, I mean, it's a Tom Hardy movie. It's not going to be bad, right? right. 
but yeah, this sounds exactly like it's the post credit scene in jail. Cleves Cassidy, he's going to be Carnage. Right. Which I'm very excited about. Uh, <laughs> what do we have here? Uh, Hell hath no fury like a king scorned. Stephen King, that is. That's not the saying. <laughs> it's, it is tonight. Uh, so Stephen King just released a new book called uh, um, The Outsider. And uh, he just can't let Kubrick's Shining go. He just can't do really? it. He, there's an excerpt in the book. I just thought this was funny. Uh, there's an excerpt in the book that goes, uh, there's a new character being introduced. And the way that he introduces her character is that uh, by noting that she's watching Kubrick's Paths of Glory. Because in her own words, it's better than The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't let it go. I find it funny. All these years later, he's still just just jabbing at at fucking Kubrick. And I own the other version that he prefers. Yeah, haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's. Oh, not, you've never seen it? No, no, I've heard it's not good. It follows the book a lot closer, mm -hmm. but that's not always a good thing. That's not always the yep. best way to go about things. Oh, what do you and, have? You hire a hack director like Kubrick. I yeah. Mean, what do, you, what, what do you expect? <laughs> um, Sharknado Six has officially been titled. Oh yeah. What can is you guess? It? Can you guess what it is? This, Ron, put, the, your, put your thinking cap on here, James. The sixth one. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of close. Um, <laughs> Sharknado Six is officially titled "The Last Sharknado: Colon It's About Time." <laughs> <laughs> what if that's? What if that is? A little hint, Ooh. like what if that's actually a clue? It's about time. Like what if that has double meaning? What if it's actually a time traveling Sharknado? Yeah. I could see them, I could see them taking that taking that that direction. That'd be cool. It'd be cool if they time traveled back to the events right before the first one, so the whole movies they just loop. You watch them. <laughs> you can watch them like you can watch the sixth one first and then go back to one. And then and then loop or what? It, what what happens when you turn a loop? This way, pointed toward the sky, it's a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're looking a little bit too far on this. No, nope. um, <laughs> I think I figured this whole thing out. All right, uh, what is next? Uh, next is Blues with You. Oh, geez. <clears throat> All right, here we go. So, Tideland, uh, Terry Gilliam's poetic horror film from 2005. I actually came across this not too long ago yeah. and was super interested in it and still have not watched it. But Tideland. I'm not sure I'm familiar with After them. seeing this, I will, uh, I'll definitely get on it soon because it sounds like a good movie. Uh, Tideland is coming out through Arrow, Arrow Video on August 13th uh, in the UK and August 14th in the US. Um, <clears throat> this is the 10th feature of Ter uh, Terry Gilliam, who cool. also did uh, Time Bandits and 12 Monkeys, okay. adapted from Mitch Cullen's celebrated cult novel of the, uh, of the same title. Um... To escape her unhappy life in a remote part of Texas, nine-year-old Jeliza Rose dreams up an elaborate fantasy, fantasy world. Jeez, I can't talk tonight. But the reality of having junky parents played by Jeff Bridges and Jennifer Tilly and the influence of her eccentric neighbors begins to encroach, turning her daydreams even darker. Ooh. Sounds pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. Uh, so next up, <laughs> uh, we've been talking about Razorback. I think it feels like we've been talking about forever. Mm-hmm. Because we made jokes about what could possibly be taking so long, coming out with a with a wild yeah, war yeah. movie. Like, what are you doing? That's yeah, so... this is like the second or third time we've mentioned it. Yeah, so, so they finally uh, released all the details about it. Uh, uh, Umbrella Entertainment has a fully remastered 4K scan of blue of uh, Razorback. That's coming out August 1st. Uh, it's got a bunch of brand new. Uh, 
bunch of brand new specs. I'm not even going to get into it because that takes way too long. But the, the first the pig's going to look really good. The pig's going to look awesome. Uh, I do like <laughs> I do like the uh, the interviews section is called Jaws on Trotters. <laughs> <laughs> That's just such an Australian thing to say. Um, and uh, one interesting tidbit: the first forty pre-orders will receive a special pack of Razorback matches. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, a, like like actual like like boar food, like like boar ribs in the mail. It'd <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be awesome. <laughs> Just go up to the uh, the big cow store on your way up to Bedex. You can get some boar ribs. Yeah. Um, they have a they have a picture of the Razorback matches. They're actually pretty cool. But uh, in case you don't know what Razorback is about, somewhere deep in the Australian outback, there's a marauding, indestructible creature that can rip a man in half and destroy a homestead in seconds. This giant freak of nature is 900 pounds of tusk and muscle, and it is hell-bent on terrorizing the small, isolated community of Gamola, a town as violent and primitive as the beast that threatens it. The scary thing is that's that's not really too far off from how big a wild boar can get. Yeah, no, they're Those huge. fuckers are huge. You ever seen that Hogzilla uh, that, uh, image? Yeah. Oh my God! Like, they, they, people claim it's not real. I don't know, man. I believe. I think. Well, even I, if I that want, one's, I want to. Believe. Even if that one's not real, there are there are pigs that big yeah, out they're, there. They're huge. And I love the fact that the guy. I mean, a forty-five handgun is like a like a cannon mm -hmm. in your hand, but it just the a idea hand cannon a hand cannon. But just the idea of shooting a giant pig like that with a handgun seems so badass. Yeah, crazy and awesome. <laughs> uh, so next up, <clears throat> Deep Rising, which we talked about. Uh, a while back, in one of our episodes, Deep Rising, yes. both fans, uh, Kino Lorber has announced the details of the 20th anniversary Deep Rising Blu-ray new 4K scan. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of the Who's details on that. Kino Lorber. Kino Lorber. Kino, that's the name of the company? Kino Lorber. Oh. Yeah, I talk. I, I mention them like all the time. Oh, okay. What the hell's I don't, wrong I don't listen to you when we do this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just kind of tune out for this section. Everybody does, really. We should just skip it from now on. Uh, that comes out August 21st. It's got a really cool um, limited, edi limited edition slipcover. Oh, that is really cool. Oh, shit. I just clicked on something I shouldn't have. No, that was cool. But, yeah, isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah, I did that. I like be, it a lot. It'd be, it'd be a cool art print to get, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's all for that. Last one I have here is The Seventh Sign uh, from 1988 featuring Demi Moore. Demi? Demi? How do you say it? Uh, Demi. Demi. Demi More. Demi. <laughs> the seventh sign is coming out on Blu-ray September 11th. Come on, guys. Too soon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, more stars is Abby Quinn, a young woman who discovers that she and her unborn child play a terrifying part in the chain of events destined to end the world. That sucks. Already troubled with a diff difficult pregnancy, Abby grows more distraught once she and her husband rent their studio apartment to David, an enigmatic drifter. As Abby becomes ensnared in a series of otherworldly experiences, it becomes apparent that David is carrying out the mythical prophecies of Judgment Day, and that she has been chosen as the instrument of the seventh sign. But can Abby or anyone stand between the wrath of God and the future of humanity? Sounds kind of like a Rosemary's Baby sort I love of thing going any on. movies that have to do with Judgment Day. Like, I love... Any any movie that gets inspiration from Revelations, I'm like in. Which is funny because you're like you're super not into the Bible or anything. No, like but I'm that. super into like Hellfire and Brimstone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part of the Bible. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's all I have. Did you say that you had a blue that I 
hadn't picked uh, up on? No. No? Nope. Okay. Well, that's it for me then. All right. Uh, my last thing here is uh, some more Evil Dead news. Mm. I seem to have some every single week. Good lord. Um, it's just a little, a little tidbit to add to the mythos of what is going on. Sure. Um, but uh, there was an uh, a interview with Bruce Campbell done, and uh, she he was asked if he would be open to doing motion capture and voice work on a new Evil Dead video game. And uh, he had a very, uh, very interesting comeback for it. He says, uh, fans are wonderfully nitpicky. Can't, uh, he goes, I can't talk particulars yet, but I think fans will dig the upcoming incarnations. Hmm. So it's, I don't know what that means. Like, he didn't say it's no. Very, it's very vague. So is he going to come back and do voice? He's just retiring as acting as the character, but he'll still do that? Right. Um, are they, who knows? Like Maybe, maybe he's still going to be producing uh, a movie or a show that has... In the Evil well, Dead the, world, the maybe it's fans, be a cartoon. The fans are notoriously nitpicky. Seems like he's saying that if somebody were to voice Ash and it weren't me, the fans wouldn't be happy with that. Is that what I'm picking up on? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't but know. clearly he's very involved ambiguous. in something that's going sure, on. Sure, yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what, what happens with this. I would actually sort of love, and I'm probably alone on this, I would kind of love to see like an adult-oriented uh, animated Evil Dead movie. I think that'd be fun. That'd be cool. You know, there's just, there's just enough zaniness and wackiness in the Evil Dead world that you could totally do that. Let's do it with puppets. Since, I, well, since, there was a puppet since, episode. Since Happy Time Murders. There was a puppet oh, episode. Oh, there was, wasn't there? Ashy Slashy, yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, that's, uh, yeah. the puppet from that is pretty cool. You can buy that, can't I you? I know, I want it. It's like 80 bucks, something like that. But worth it. Worth it. Every penny. <laughs> um, Alrighty, that's, uh, that, that is your news for... For this 5-30-2018. Boom! That was the news. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to plug in our modems, dial up some internet. Oh, no. We're going to take a trip back to the stone age of <laughs> of computers. and The year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> the distant future. And, uh, the year yeah. 2000. So we'll be back in about a half an hour, and uh, we're going to talk some, some the real horrors of the internet. Mom, get off the phone. I'm on the computer. You've got mail. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. We're really going back to 2000. Chew! <laughs> Limp Biscuit! Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so, the was there anything more scary? First off, first off, no one under the age of, like, 20 right now will even know what we just did. What? Like, no one. The uh, And even that's pushing it. The horrible <laughs> sounds you just heard were the, the sounds of a dial-up modem. A what? A dial-up modem. Back in, the, back in the day when we were cruising the net, and, uh, you know, hanging out in chat rooms and going on AOL, AIM, or whatever the hell it yeah. was called. Actually, they just closed that down, like, just recently, uh, didn't well, they? They closed on IM, Instant yeah. Messenger. I right. think AOL's still around, though. Yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. 
But yeah, I still get the discs to get my free monthly internet. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, Farmer Jack. But that's what we had to go through. It was like inside your house with those things. How many? It, like got? I can't tell you how many how many times I actually I'd be I'd be on like doing my thing, just like being a baller on the internet, and then all of a sudden my. My, what was, what was James a baller? And then my net would go down, and then I'd walk out in my kitchen like, what the hell? And my mom's on the phone with her sister or something. I'm like, do you know what I'm doing in here? There's Napster. I'm downloading, like, all the coolest new tracks, all the hottest new tracks. I'm trying to, like, look at pictures of Britney Spears and stuff. 35-year-old James is talking to babes <laughs> on chat rooms. Talking to babes, man. <laughs> James, uh, you're only 16. The internet. Right, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. So that's what we had to deal with. You kids don't know what it's like. We had it hard back then. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Did you guys... So anyway, was there anything scarier than what? I was say, was there anything scarier than that sound? Oh. Like, like back in the day. Like, you you can't have dial without die. Okay? That's not Just entirely true. I mean, that AOL put the die in dial-up. Yeah. That's well, what I'm it, trying to say. That, that sound <laughs> kind of made a comeback circa 2012. For how? When, when Skrillex came out and invented dubstep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Where'd you draw inspiration for this, you weird half-shaved weirdo? Well, uh, you know, went back to my days of dial-up, and now, I don't know. It just, just came naturally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, we're starting tonight with uh, Fear.com 2002, directed by a guy named William Malone. Um, now, what did you notice about Actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this. Directed by a guy named William Malone. Um, he did a certain movie, which I'm going to get to a little bit later, but he also did TV episodes for like Tales of the Crypt. He did that Friday's Nightmares show, uh, mm, that mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger uh, series. Yeah. So he's no no stranger to the horror game. No um, stranger to the danger. No, no stranger <laughs> to the danger. Uh, starring Stephen Dorff playing Mike. I like Stephen Dorff. So do I. He's he's he's. I don't I think I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he gets the propers that he deserves. I love his, love his blue commercials. Yeah. Now I can smoke anywhere I want. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the commercials for the blue, he would he would flick the bottom of it like he was actually ashing it. I'm like, dude. There's... Those things are so uncomfortable to hold, like a real cigarette. They so, like, really they, are. They really don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What would you know about that, Michael? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a good boy. Um, Natasha McElhone uh, plays Terry. You have Udo Kia in the very beginning. Oh, is it Udo Kia? I forgot he was in this. Totally forgot. He well, he's in only this. in it for what? Four minutes Which or is something? Which why I forgot he was yeah. in it. Uh, and then also, the big one that I forgot, I never realized probably when I used to watch this movie that Jeffrey Combs yeah. played the uh, detective. The damn reanimator himself. Never knew it. Yep. That's okay, cool. Because I didn't know who he was back then. I actually completely forgot. And when he, when he popped up on screen, I was like, hey, look at that. Hey. That's cool. What's up, Herbert? <laughs> uh, so synopsis here. Uh, a New York City detective investigates mysterious deaths occurring 48 hours after users log into a site named Fear.com. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's basically just the ring yeah. with the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and five days less, so you don't have to wait so damn long to die. Um, so what did, uh, did you did you like this movie? Let's get that right out of the way before we get into <clears throat> the movie. I really like like the first... Uh, I, I really like the first, what is it, about an hour 40? Yeah. I really like most of the first hour and 15 minutes or so. Okay. And then I, I think that, I don't know how they could fix the execution of this, but I feel like the end was executed poorly. 
I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't know how they could, like the whole once, uh, so you're dealing with, you're dealing with well, a, you're dealing with a ghost essentially in this Are movie. you going to get into spoiler territory here or? Uh, no, I just. Not that, not that it matters, but should you want to wait till we get to the end of the movie when we're talking about it? No, I'll, I'll okay. just say you're dealing with a ghost in this movie and, uh, you know, much like many other ghosts in movies, uh, this one wants revenge. Mm -hmm. And uh, just the way that the revenge is taken to me just seemed, I don't know, it just wasn't executed properly. No, didn't no make a I, lot didn't, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't like the end. I, yeah, no, I, I, I. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you. I. Um. This is a movie that gets a lot of shit from a lot of people. Like it's mm -hmm. one of those movies like, oh, fucking fear.com. Like yes, it has a stupid name. It was originally <laughs> supposed to be fear. Dot com. That was yeah. the name of it. And when they went to go get the rights for the website. They couldn't get it, and they weren't for sale. There's no way to get it. So their genius idea was just to do fear.com.com. <laughs> it's like, I don't think people knew how the internet worked back then. Both of these movies. I don't think people actually knew how the internet worked when they were writing these movies, mm -hmm. because that's just a, that's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really <laughs> stupid. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, well, it's I, funny, because just to add on to that, in the... In the movie, they never call it fear.com.com. They always just refer to it as the fear website. Yeah, but, so but, you, you, see, but you see them type it in. Right. So you know that that's, you know, they originally wanted it to just be fear.com. And so within the dialogue of the movie, they're still just referring it to it as the fear website. Yeah. Because they wanted to keep it that way. And I love how, I love how, um, oh, to, get, to get back before I move on, uh, I actually did like it. Um, I liked it probably just as much as I would have liked it back in the day. And I think the reason why, I think for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Back when I first <clears> saw it, back in the, you know, this movie came out in 2002. So in the early 2000s when I saw it, this was right around the time I was just starting to watch, like, probably more horror stuff. You know, yeah. like I, was, I was just starting to get my feet wet and things outside of, like, Romero's movies and, you know. Right. Uh, Evil Dead, stuff like that. Um, and back then I liked it because it was just visually crazy mm -hmm. it was, you know it was it was well shot you know it's a, it's a, it's a well-made movie for what it is sure um lots of boobs that's Ooh, always hey. that's always a plus yeah, 16 Granted, years ago like, that was... like half of them are like dead boobs but <laughs> i mean beggars can't be choosy especially at that time <laughs> dead boobs are um, still boobs <laughs> <laughs> but now i look back at it though and i go this movie represents everything that now in retrospect you can say this the look of early 2000s horror movies mm -hmm. this movie has everything yeah. like it's when i when i'm in the mood for that kind of movie like like um uh the one that i will say does this movie remind you of anything any um, other movies like the way it's the way the overall look of it the way that it was shot like anything uh i nothing's jumping out okay, at me so this was the same director as the guy that did the remake of house of haunted hill which i'm a huge oh, fan of yeah love that remake yep i definitely see and that's that another one though that's just it's early 2000s horror mm -hmm. it has that look to it it's yep. like everything's exaggerated and the contrast is super high and it's mm -hmm. like like the the lighting is very meticulously placed even unnaturally just to give it a certain look you know like a lot of that and that's exactly what almost looked like a music video in a way very much so it's a lot a lot of those videos back then were that right um so yeah so i liked it based almost purely on the aesthetic i, I like watching those types of movies mm -hmm. when i'm in the mood for them yeah you know some people might not like them that's fine mm -hmm. but um but yeah like there's a lot like i of course none of them are coming to head but there's a lot of movies that came out in the early 2000s that had that aesthetic to it mm -hmm. they had that uh over the, the first saw movie 
yeah. had, had that aesthetic to yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. So right off the bat, I liked it. Um, I thought that uh, you didn't you didn't care for the ending. I I thought the ending was a it was a bit forced. Like it, I guess it was it's kind of unreal. Not great. The whole movie is unrealistic. Right. But like the, it was really unrealistic the way they did it, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. So we'll get there though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you start off, it's, uh, you have Steven Dorff and, uh, Natasha McElwain, uh, playing Mike and Terry. Mike is, uh, after a serial killer called the Doctor, who has eluded him, and he's kind of like, it's, he's been haunted by this guy that got away, basically. Mm -hmm. And so these, uh, these new murders show up. He's kind of got a Jack the Ripper thing going on, because he's, bit. like, he's sending him, uh, letters and stuff just to taunt him. Mm -hmm. So... What yeah, were you yeah, saying? I yeah, just interrupted no, so, you. I'm sorry. No, so Stephen Dorff up, uh, happens upon uh, Udo Kier, who dies in a subway accident, mm -hmm. which his body would have been way more mangled than that, getting hit by a subway. He wouldn't have just gotten hit and thrown. He kind of glanced off the side of it, though. Oh, was it? Okay. I thought it was like, hit, like, it was like the like on. the right front side of it. Kind of okay, just fair enough. Like knocked him out of the way. You don't want to mess Plus, up that that beautiful Udo face, though. <laughs> Plus, they even <laughs> say he didn't. It didn't appear as though he died from the from the train hitting him yeah there was like something else that killed him yeah so, so thus the investigation starts right. uh bring in uh the character of terry mm -hmm. she is a what would you say her 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 specialty would be well she worked for the um the um uh shit what's it called uh the department of health oh the C not the cdc the the no the doh the, the department DOH, of health yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so of the exactly what he just said. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the acronym for the thing that I just said. <laughs> Sorry. So she gets so she gets brought on though because they think that there's some sort of a virus or there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And so she goes through it, they figure out that these people are perfectly healthy, they can't figure it out. Thus the whole tangled web starts to basically unfold. Oh, the tangled web. Oh yes. Like the interwebs. Now, Udo Cure though is was clutching this book of basically like this quack theory that you could that you could put energy through like phone lines it was basically. called it was called the secret soul of the internet and it was this idea that if you connected enough computers centrally they would they would make a supercomputer it's not like how a that works like a brain like they would basically <laughs> form a brain and then once that happened you'd have the transfer of inter energy would be so powerful that you could actually not only send out uh information but you could receive energy and yeah. then redistribute it redistribute that energy it's uh <laughs> and if you're going off of the theory that ghosts are just residual energy then that would make sense sure i mean it would it doesn't make sense but so <laughs> within was, the confines so of this the guy movie, that wrote the book sense. the guy that wrote the book though is basically like it's a load of shit we we had an idea we had to write a book i like <laughs> i like how when they find him he's just straight up getting a blowy under the table at a bar is that what was... Well, yeah. the hell else do you think I, was going on? You never on? saw another person. I thought he was just sleeping on the bench. Wait, no. What, what about the waitress that comes out from underneath the table and I then gets up and walks it? Did you miss that part? <laughs> were you doing that. something else when you were yeah, watching this movie? Yeah, I was getting <laughs> No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't, that you didn't I notice that. I on my hand. Does that count? That, that actually, yeah, that counts for something. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> no, he's getting no I did not notice that at all. Yeah, it's it's like kind of it's pretty brazen, you know, just in the middle of a. Because if you're doing that in the middle of a restaurant, first of all, there's got to be a tablecloth. Can't just be doing that with no tablecloth. Second of all, you don't lay down in the booth to do it. You I mean, you sit there, and then the person you know crawls underneath and 
does their what, thing. Maybe he didn't get a whole lot of sleep that night. You know, he was gonna he was gonna finish and then pass out. <laughs> He's wanted to be laying down already. I'm just saying, this is a method to his madness. Let's talk more about how you get blowies in <laughs> in a restaurant. Let's let's discuss this further. All right. So he wrote this book though. It's all quack. He they they told the uh, they told the detectives that like this book he, doesn't make sense. He yeah. said I needed a new car, so yeah. I wrote this book. Yeah, like that's it. It was all bullshit. However, apparently the theory that he and, and Udo Kier was like his partner. Well, he uh, Polidori was the uh, played by Udo Kier yeah. was yeah it was his partner and he started it, yeah. to really believe in the ideas that were in this book even mm-hmm. though um what was his name uh, Frank Bryant the guy the other guy who wrote the book said it was all just a load of shit so um. Uh, so they they kind of start to follow this trail, and then uh, why wouldn't you? They said that. So they said the killer, the doctor. He yeah. would basically what he would do was he set up cameras and he would live stream himself killing people, basically mm-hmm. making snuff videos, online snuff videos. Yeah, and he would get subscribers, and you know basically like kind of commenting on the the voyeuristic nature of people and i think the like idea if it's was on the, the inter- more subscribers that are connected to his thing the more powerful the brain becomes right mm-hmm. and more powerful the the output would be is is kind of how i picked it up well i don't think that he didn't have any that was the interesting thing about the story they don't is, explain this very well well either. the interesting thing about the story is whether you think this is interesting or not he had no idea that what was going on, what was was actually going on. He just thought he was killing people on on camera and then he was getting people to subscribe to it. And he had his own twisted thoughts on why he was doing this and why people subscribed. He had no idea that this other supernatural stuff was going on. Yeah, it was on. kind of a coincidence that it was happening. Yeah. And yeah. And basically so what was happening was, yeah, the the ghost was becoming more powerful because he was getting more subscribers and essentially the idea in the book of uh, the you know, a centralized super brain of computers, every time more people would subscribe and tune in, the um the energy of the the ghost became more powerful. Yeah. She the ghost was kind of shitty though. What do you mean? Well, so she is. But she was a ghost. She, she was one of the victims of, uh, of the doctor. Mm-hmm. And when people tuned in, I get. See, I guess, I understand it to a certain extent. People would tune in to see these snuff videos, and then she would essentially give them forty-eight hours to live, and she would give them an an objective, which was to find her, and you know, obviously nobody really knows what the hell that's supposed to mean. They just think that they're watching this weird website. But then she just starts killing people. Well, she... I don't know. I mean, the idea there's, is... There's so much false stuff on the internet that how... Like, you as a viewer, like, I'm sure you've seen stuff on the internet before that looked really real, and you're like, holy shit. And then you, you realize, oh, obviously this is fake. I'm not actually watching somebody kill another person right now. Uh, I can't tell you that I've watched a whole lot of killing videos online, but the ones that I have watched were very real because they were like news ones and never want to watch those ever again in my life. I'm just saying like you see not necessarily killing, but you see gnarly stuff on the internet sometimes and it's like, so the viewers of this, how, how were they supposed to know? Well, I think that back in the that it was real back in the day when this was made, you know, it was the internet was brand new, mm-hmm. and so the idea of something like this being on there, this is like the equivalent of something you'd find on the dark web nowadays, you know. And yeah. if I and if I found something like this on the dark web, I would wholeheartedly believe it was real because someone's going to a lot of trouble to, to hide, hide this, it, yeah. you know. 
So I think back in the day, people had never seen like that before. There wasn't a whole lot of copy, you know, fake copycat stuff quite as, at least not as much of it yet. But, um, I mean, how many websites existed like fear.com.com? But fear.com.com. But uh, but it, this, I mean, 2002 was not the infancy of the internet. Not the infancy, but it was. When did it When did it become more of a public thing? Because it was. It's it's been used by the military since the 80s. Yeah. So when did it become like an actual? Probably in the late 90s. You think so? Yeah. Oh, so I guess it was still still it was pretty, pretty new. Pretty young. Yeah. I mean, the computers they were using was basically. Windows 3.0, but like a weird goth version. Everybody used like this goth version of Windows, yeah. <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, I've never, I've never seen a address bar in my life for the internet in its own window at the bottom of a screen. Well, I guess they were probably still using like, DOS. And no, then, it was Windows, and then, no, it was Windows 3.0. Was it really? Yeah, the the the, the boxes, or whatever. No, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so anyway, they they end up hot on the trail. I my it looked like I'm not saying that it was. It looked like it. My uh my favorite parts of the movie were just were really just the uh I kind of like the cop drama aspect mm-hmm. of it. Like yeah, they're good because I I've always liked those types of movies, like horror movies that involve cop drama elements. Yeah, they uh the, <laughs> t- the character of Terry was confounding to me. What? Um, because I couldn't get a grasp on the on her personality she comes off sort of quirky at first there's this kind of like love thing that goes on between dorf and her uh or between mike and her and um, which kind of happens just out of nowhere a little bit but did you notice like so, so they're watching these the first like snuff video right back mm-hmm. at the station they're watching it and she's like smiling and laughing at it like she's almost getting off on watching this did you notice that no like she's yeah i, I rewound it and watched it because i was like what the fuck? Like she's, Was she really? She's watching it, and he's like, he's like, like you know, he's telling her, like, we don't have to watch this, you know. And then she's watching it, and like she's smiling and laughing as these people are getting murdered. Like, like she has a really, really weird reaction to it. Really, man, I didn't even. And, notice and that. I'm looking, I'm like, I feel like she's like, kind of getting off on this. <laughs> like she's, <laughs> she's really like getting a, a thrill out of watching these like snuff videos. Was that? Uh... Like it was kind of weird. She's uh, it wasn't. It, it, or no, that what you're talking about wasn't one of the actual Doctor Snuff films, though. It was the footage from the camcorder that they found from the German couple. But it was when they're dying, though. Like they, they're well, yeah. Not, uh, was, she was probably well, because prior to that, it was uh, just like them going about their daily lives. No, but, no. You know what she was laughing at? I know now. I know what part you're talking about. It's when they ask somebody else to uh, to video them. While they're sitting on a park bench, and then the person starts sprinting away with their yeah, camera. No, That's was, the part she was, it was laughing after at. After that, though, like, like the one person gets like a bloody nose or whatever, and and then she's in the bathtub, mm-hmm. and like he's yelling at her, and she's laughing and smiling even at those parts. Really? Yeah. It, it's, it's. I'll have to go back and watch it, it again. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. I didn't notice that. I, I just it caught me off guard because I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's getting enjoyment out of these people's like misery. It's those Department of Health weirdos. Yeah. Right. They have no other nothing you else. Mean the their CDC. Lives. Huh? The CDC? Oh, the, the, yeah. The the DEA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate yeah. you both. Um, they both also don't... Uh, they're not very good at uh, keeping their word to anyone, to either one of them. Yeah, no shit. 
Promise they, me, promise me, you won't go on this website. Both of them, literally five minutes later on the website. Immediately after the other person <laughs> asking him not to do it, so first thing they do is they go do it. I can that, kind. That's what people do, though. You told me not to do that. You told me a certain video. You're like, this will scar you for life. Do not go to this oh, website. Oh, you guys guys oh, he go. said it. Okay, and I was like, <laughs> I watch everything bad in horror movies. This can it's not gonna hurt me or bother me. And it I, did though, right? It was a bit terrible. Yeah. Do you still see it every now and then? Like, still, like, do I go to it or is it no, in my head? No, in your head. Like, oh you, yeah. Like, like you'll see something it'll just remind you of. You're like, oh, yeah. God damn. I've I've managed I've managed to mostly forget about it until like somebody brings it up by name. Yeah. But so, like, I so don't... all you listeners, don't go to that website. <laughs> no, do, fucking mean it. no, do not. It's awful, awful, awful stuff. But uh, yeah, they like I can kind of understand Stephen Dorff's character because he's been after this guy for so long. Yeah. So I can understand, like, oh, he finally has the website, so this is maybe a lead on how to so, track the guy down. And at this point, at this point, he doesn't he doesn't believe that there's some sort of, like, supernatural thing going on. He just thinks it's a yeah. snuff website. Maybe maybe I missed this in the in the story, but does he believe that... This guy, is he the butcher that he was after in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. He is. The doctor, yeah. Okay. It's the same guy, because he, they, he said... This guy kept doing this and kept eluding us because every, every time he would kill somebody, then he would change the website. Oh, okay. Which is, I saw obviously they didn't have ways of tracking ISPs and stuff back then. It used to be fear.com.net. <laughs> fear.com.avci. Fear.com.org. Geocities. <laughs> Fear.com.edu. I'm pretty sure that I have... I don't know. Like, does stuff just once it's up on the internet, does it stay there forever? Somewhere. I mean, stuff can get taken down. But... Because I had to build a GeoCities website I when I was in in high school, so it's probably up there somewhere. Yep. I want to look for mine after. I know what it was. I actually don't remember what mine was called. So. Um. But yeah, they also um another thing that I. I couldn't help but but at the end of the movie, Terry dives down to the bottom of this this watery. Pitt's grave and finds the body at a power plant right yeah and finds the body of this woman who has been haunting them right right so she's been dead for a considerable amount of time yeah there is no way in hell that she is just hoisting up a body from the bottom of this thing and that body's not just slimingly falling apart (laughs) (laughs) she brings it up like this person just died an hour ago yeah you know i mean her skin's a little bit more worse for wear yeah her face is all fucked up but like her body like her skin bones everything like Looks like she had just been preserved. There's no way. They never there really. No way. They never really talk about a time frame. Like how long she's been dead, but even still, like I, I'm pretty sure a body underwater. Oh yeah. Is like it's a mess. Pretty quick. Yeah, it falls apart. Yeah. And it bloats and it's gross and. Also, also when she she gets into that place and she realizes that the only way for her to find this body is to dive underwater. Mm-hmm. First of all, you're in a pitch black like abandoned power plant all you have is a flashlight i don't care how many times they show it in the movies when you dive underwater with just a flashlight and you open your eyes you can't see anything even if you had goggles on I you can't see anything i don't think i've ever di- dived with a flashlight i have but with a mask on okay it's scary as hell i don't like doing it why i spooky and I've then she go, when she finally so she's underwater for a long time and she finally like is swimming along and kind of comes over this uh this crest and then there's the body and she her reaction is the same She's scared yeah it's the same i would have had 
which was to jump back. But if I saw that body in the water, I think I would just on purpose immediately just start taking panic breaths. I'd be like, no, I'm not touching that thing. I'm just going to die right now. Yep, probably. Just fill my lungs with sweet, (laughs) sweet water and just let me go. Because it was horrifying. I wouldn't touch that thing. No, I wouldn't either. Then she goes back for it and rings it up, like I said. Oh, Lord. And then she she was on land or whatever, and it's like, it like looks like a, I don't know. It took me out of it. Because stupid stuff like that takes me out of movies. Maybe corrections. Like, maybe we'll look into this and, I actually have a, a, a book called Stiff, and it's all about the, like, the different, um... Did you get it from Playgirl? No, I got it from my <laughs> wife. <laughs> it's it's all about it's actually her book. Uh, it's all about the different um, stages of decomposition of bodies. Okay. There's this company who uh, they have like they have like fields of bodies. Well, yeah, right? when yeah. people when people die and they donate their bodies to science and stuff, some people will specifically donate their bodies to this place, and they and and it's for the purposes of education, so that. Like when you have uh, forensics people yep, they know trying exactly to figure what out the stage of yeah, the is. yeah, it's, but it's it's a weird book because pictures, it's, it's gnarly. Yeah, book. like they talk about like oh, what happens if you keep a body out in the sun for five days, or what happens if you bury a a body under wet leaves for ten days? It's mm-hmm. ugh. yeah, it's gnarly. Those that takes a special kind of person to be able to do that work. It you really, know? really does. Um, so yeah, so that took me out of it. Uh, what also takes me out of movies is when people's accents break in character oh you're talking and about uh terry she she's yelling at one point in time and it really i was like oh come on you're a better actress than this. i feel like i feel like she was never supposed to be com like completely no but it breaks hard though her her english accent comes out hard does she's, it she's uh she's like crying and she's yelling at this one point and the line is leave me alone where are you uh-huh but it comes out so she's like like, leave me alone. Leave me Where alone. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> like, it's really, really broken accent. There um, was, a, there, were, but her. It's weird because throughout most of the movie, she kind of sounds like she has an accent, but it's not an English accent. It almost sounds like, uh, uh, like definitely some sort of Eastern European accent, but not English, which is bizarre. Yeah. Well, she is. She's definitely English. She and is that, English. And that's yeah. what I heard during this thing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's very kind of. It's not like it's a masterpiece or anything like that. It's not. I liked it. I I, I I thought it held up for what it was. You know, it's it's a piece between the years of like 2000 2005. All these movies had the same look, the same everything to it. The, the acting is not top notch, but being, it's serviceable. It's being that you're dealing with uh, computers and the internet and stuff like that. It was definitely dated, like yeah. heavily heavily dated. But it was still. I don't know. It was. I was entertained by it. Yeah. I didn't like I said I didn't super like the ending, but I can get over that. I don't think that it deserves all the hate that it gets though. No, it's got like a what is it? Like a three point three on, on IMDB. Yeah. A sixteen on Metascore. I, I don't necessarily get the hate for it. Or not not it's, on Metascore, on Metacritic. It's Metascore is a sixteen. And it's funny, I listened to the uh commentary last night because I finished the movie and then I was just kind of drifting off the Oh, you're just so going for it, huh? The commentary on. And uh, the uh, it was the cinematographer and the director uh, doing the, te- the commentary, and these two were talking about like he kept calling it a picture like this for this picture we were <laughs> like like he was very one of those guys mm-hmm. and they the way that they talked about this movie though like they they put their heart and soul into it like they made the movie they wanted to make like it was it was no laughing matter for them it wasn't like it was a, a studio job or whatever like they. Had they a, took it very, very seriously. Had a pretty so. big budget too. 
42 million. Oh my god. Like that's that's insanity. Yeah. That's a, Most <laughs> movies you see nowadays cost like 20 mil at max if it's like a horror movie. Oh like, yeah. You know, like, you would never see that kind of a budget for Well, this was a this was a Warner Brothers movie though. Yeah. So I mean, they got the money behind it, but it tanked. It was I think the the gross USA is 13.2 million. Oh, so. I added $7 to that back in the day. <laughs> I definitely saw this in theaters. Did you really? Yep. Oh, nice. Absolutely. This movie actually uh, originally had an NC-17 rating because of all the crazy, crazy violence and nudity and this and that. And it's like, compared to movies nowadays, <laughs> it's nothing. It really is nothing. It was, yeah, it was pretty heavy, though. I mean, the uh, anytime, especially anytime you have a... A situation where you know, like in in this particular situation, you have a man with all the power who has these women, you know, strapped up, and he's and he's torturing them in horrible, horrible ways. Like that's that's pretty heavy stuff. Especially, I can I can understand the NC seventeen, especially for back in two thousand two. Uh, yeah, I mean, different time, I guess, but like, I just feel like there's so much more that just gets past stuff nowadays. You know, yeah. they just well nowadays for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the world is a bit desensitized Absolutely to it is. all of this kind of stuff. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's Fear.com. I would uh, I would urge you to rewatch it if you've only heard bad things. Either watch it for the first time or give it a rewatch if you're into those kind of movies. And uh, decide for yourself. Because I, like I said, I don't think that it deserves all the hate that it gets. No. It was, but, like I said, I was entertained by yeah. it, but I'm entertained by most movies. So. Yeah, I, I, I've seen bad horror movies. This is hardly the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. So. All right, so moving on to a movie called Strangeland. This, Strangeland. This movie has a soft, soft spot in my heart. It's, it's a, uh, it's a real gem. It's a doozy. It is a doozy. <laughs> so Strangeland from 1998, uh, directed by a guy named John Pyplow. Now, I always thought this movie was directed by Dee Snyder, uh, who stars and wrote it. Oh yeah. Always thought he directed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bit confusing when you always see like D. Snyder's Strangeland on the cover. I just always assumed that he had, you know, wrote, produced, directed it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. But apparently, that is not Was, the case. Wasn't up for the challenge of starring, writing, producing, and you don't directing. So? You don't think so? No, wasn't up to it. Nope. All right, <laughs> I uh, draw. I draw the line at directing. Um, so this movie uh, stars, like we said, Dee Snyder. Uh, also stars uh, Kevin Gage as Mike Gage. They got real, they got real inventive <laughs> with those uh, with those names. Uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Pena playing Tony Gage. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else we got uh, here? Young a young Linda Cardellini. Yep. Yep. Um, Robert England, Robert obviously. England. In a in a very interesting role for him, which we'll get into uh, when we talk about it. Also a young Amy Smart. Very young Amy Smart. Um, so this is about a detective who pursues a sadist specializing in body modification rituals who lures teenagers through the internet. I feel like, um, so this was 1998. Yeah. D. Snyder was already a relatively older, oh. older gentleman at this bit, point. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like even within this movie, like, like this movie's definitely dated now because it's it really 20 is. years old. I feel like the writing was probably even dated at the time. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we watched this together, and the at least in the very beginning, like the first, I'd say half an hour or so of the movie, it's really, oh, it hurts. What did we Some say? Of that dialogue hurts. What did we say? <laughs> it, it sounded like um, it sounded like people that had no idea about the internet or chat rooms or anything like that 
trying to be cool and hip. Yeah. And which and, D. Snyder basically. Yeah. He's yeah. like it sounded like he was trying to use all the terms that you're supposed to use and explain what's going on on the but internet. He didn't really know how it worked. But yeah, it was it was yeah. kind of like a like an old person telling young people how to be cool. <laughs> Like there was even even one point in the beginning when uh, so Linda Cardellini's character who ultimately ends up kind of the the main focus of uh, of uh, Mike Gage's hunt because it's his daughter. daughter yeah. Uh, they're sitting there like on a chat room and and the way that the, like the dialogue in this scene is just oh, so, so terrible. Cringeworthy. She's like, she's like, she's like. You're gonna I, go out with a with a screen name. You're you're <laughs> gonna go out on a blind date with a screen name. <laughs> just the the weird emphasis and like the way she's wrong describing it. Wrong on the wrong syllable. Exactly the way she's describing it. She's like, this is like, this is so this is so hip. Like I'm getting into the chat room and now. See, all of his information is right here. I can just pull it up in this drop-down box. And like, I, I was like, it just seemed like he had a, a list of words in front of him that he needed to hit yep. in order to make it sound yes, like yes. sound relevant. That's exactly what it sounded like. And then he just wrote it into the dialogue. And this happens again later when Amy Smart's character oh, is helping her uncle use the internet. Yeah. And she's like, any borders out there? Like, like they're talking about like winter sports and snowboards and changing your profile. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just like super. And it's calling each other butt munch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Ty, ty, okay, so so they're trying to lure uh, a D. Snyder's character is named Captain Howdy in the in the chat room. Nice Exorcist yep. reference there. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they're trying to like lure him in to lure them in because, you know, he doesn't know we're the cops. So basically like to catch a predator. Yeah. And uh Ooh, the original. The original, the OG. And uh and so like Amy Smart's character is standing over the shoulder of the old man hardened cop tell, tell, telling him what to type and just like some of the we used to go on chat rooms back in the day. Oh yeah, people didn't talk like this, but ah, uh, some did. But. The one, the one reference they did make that made me laugh because I had this same problem back in the day when I used to go on chat rooms is um. So, again, we should probably explain if if you're really young, like chat rooms were, they weren't like uh like AOL, uh instant messenger. Mm -hmm. Where you're just talking one on one. No, you had like a whole hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. it's basically like having a, a like a party, like yeah. where everybody's on the same page, just talking. It was the same. hard to keep up uh, with conversations. You know, I, I mean, so it, it's similar to like comment sections on like Reddit and stuff like mm -hmm. that, except for it was just people were chatting. And then if you focused in on one person, you'd be like, "Oh, this person looks cool because they say that they like to snowboard in their in their uh, personal information." So then you would do the old. Um, uh, a, uh, A slash S slash L slash yep. age, sex, and location. And they'd yep. be like, I'm 16 female in Colorado. And you'd be like, yeah, game on. This chick's hot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this chick's definitely hot because she's you, how, 18 how, and how female. How do you know she's hot? She's a chick. Because she's 18 and she's female. Yeah, duh. Duh. Haven't you ever seen, like, TV? All 18-year-old females are hot. <laughs> but the point that I was getting to is the 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 um, the interaction between Linda Cardellini's character and her friend. And the one girl says, uh, 
uh, in me. Why does everybody keep saying in me? And she's like, no, it's not in me. It's I am me. It means instant message. And I actually went through that same thing when I was younger. I kept seeing people in the chat room saying, I I always thought it. they were saying I'm me. Yeah. I'm like, well, of course you are. Who the <laughs> hell else would you be? So people would say it to me sometimes. I'm me. Oh, okay. I'm me too. And, and then they would... I am me, but I didn't realize that what was going on. It took me a long time to figure out you were, what the hell you were that a, meant. A late, uh, yeah, I was bloomer. I was slow on the uptake there. So, <laughs> all right, so uh, so Strangeland. Uh, this is about a, a guy, Captain Howdy, played by D. Snyder, who is a a at the time an extreme body modification, body art so type, extreme type dude. Nowadays, he's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty mild. Pretty mild. Um, Compared to some of the people that that like, I follow them online and stuff like that, like just artists and and tattoo artists and stuff like that, some of them are fucking gnarly. Oh yeah, gnarly. You know, you know, one person I'm talking about. Absolutely, yeah. Um. Anyway, so so, but this is in a world though, mind you. Back in 1998, I don't. This was still super taboo, mm-hmm. super underground. Like you saw people with tattoos, but you didn't see people with face tattoos. You didn't see people with the the just ridiculous amounts of piercings in their faces like right. they might have one or two but not like the three across the bridge of the nose the huge gauged ears the cheek piercings all the lip piercings the like, giant double zero septum piercing and yeah like you, <laughs> we'll get a, there we'll yeah, get there this is another part i love <laughs> um you just didn't see that. So back in 1998, this was probably pretty crazy for people to see. Mm-hmm. And it was when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking this movie's like, oh my God, what is this? Like, Well, D. Snyder looked like a monster, you know? That, sure. Like, when you hadn't... Because especially, I I grew up in a town where people didn't do any body mods, yeah. really. I mean, maybe people got tattoos, but it, was it wasn't... The sickest tribal tattoos, head to toe, just on <laughs> one side of his body. One half of his body. <laughs> so gross. Um, so this is about, yeah, it's about him, Captain Howdy. He lures girls via the chat room over to his house, mm-hmm. and he kidnaps them and tortures them because, like you heard in the intro to the episode, like it's uh, it's a rite of passage for people. He believes that everybody should be exposed to pain. Right. Life is so easy these days that people need to know what it's like to suffer and yeah. go through pain and bleed and... And he also does like uh, like skin suspensions and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which he almost claims to have died. I was crossing over to the what did he I say? Was, I was crossing over into the abyss. Yeah, it's like it's I'm, like why am I not dead? I mean, unless he was well, you're yeah. hanging by your nipples, that's not gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I've seen enough body suspension. I know people that have done it. I, I knew a guy that did it. He basically got liquored up and did a body suspension. And, oh, and um, he wasn't like he wasn't into that. Typically. I mean, he was into the culture, but he'd never done it before. Oh, yeah. Like he was an outsider looking into it. Basically, he he got invited to a, a suspension, which is people do this in just small groups. It's sure, just, they yeah. do it for themselves. You yeah. know? Um, but uh, he got invited to one, and he just he did it. Two hooks, two solid hooks in his back, and he's suspended. Getting liquored up and doing it is a bad Probably idea. Probably not though. a good idea. Probably not the greatest idea. Bleed he a lot bleed. more. He didn't bleed. He didn't bleed at all. Nope. Oh. Nope, he was telling me I mean, a little bit, but like sure. not nothing crazy. Yeah. But uh, but if he can do it and not die, trust me. I mean, some people might pass out from the pain because mm-hmm. yes, it doesn't feel good. But to to die, especially a guy like him who is used to doing it mm-hmm. and has all the piercings and tattoos, that would not kill him. Right. That's a total. Uh, what was another? It's unfamiliarity an... with what that is. Right. Just another example of of Being nobody out of touch. nobody really knows this this walk of life so yeah. we can pretty much just say whatever we want 
pretty much. Um, um, so <laughs> sorry. They, uh, and he doesn't. So he doesn't kill people. We just had a real cute moment where we what? interrupt each other. And we go. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, sorry. You go. You go. You go. You go. Sugar. Now you go. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't typically kill people, but one person does end up dead because they have uh, a pre-existing heart condition, mm-hmm. and she ends up having cardiac arrest. So. And this was the friend of the the daughter, yes. Linda Cardellini's character. They end up finding her. Uh, uh, Detective Gage ends up finding her in the trunk of a car at the bottom of a lake and blah, blah, blah. And when they pull her out, she's dead. Her eyes are sewn shut. Her lips are sewn shut. Just that was so cool back in the day. Like so, no. Just from a from a that is so cool from, from a purely visual like yeah. horror standpoint. I'm like, oh, I I'd not seen that. It's very freaky. It was very freaky. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they find this weird looking, like, what is this thing? Like, what? Nobody knows what this <laughs> thing is. And then, um... Uh, it looks like a double zero septum spike. Uh, Robert Lasardo <laughs> is a, is a very famous, uh, character actor. And he's usually, he usually plays, like, gang member, uh, a gang member, or, uh, or any, any type of, like, guy with crazy body mods and yeah. stuff. He's covered head to toe in tattoos. He's got a lot of, um, piercings and stuff like that. And he's playing a tow, the tow truck driver in this scene where he's pulling the, the car out of the water, and he yeah he's like that that's a serious piece of hardware right there. Most guys get a an eight gauge through their septum. That looks like a double zero gauge. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds so surfery. He did. He totally did. In my head, he did. And they're like they're like, well, tell us more about about this about this side of life. And he's like, well, you don't see people like us. Like there are certain places where people like us hang out because we're on the fringe. And they're like, where do people like this hang out? Zabuba. <laughs> they go to this club that's like just. I don't think that places like this actually exist in real it's, life. It's but. like it's like what you would see in like a like a Rammstein. Why can't I? Rams, I can't, Rammstein. Ramst, Rammstein. Ram. Ram the, Rammstein. Why can't I think? Of, say the name of that band right now. Rammstein. I mean the, the 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 stupid English people call it Rammstein, but it's like Rammstein. Rammstein. I think it's like Rammstein. I think it is Rammstein. That's how you pronounce it. I actually talk about them. On a not a regular basis, but for some reason I can't think of why. Huh? <laughs> every day, every day, I make sure I get my talk about Rammstein. <laughs> I don't know how many times have we joked about them on this that's show. True, that's true. I do want to see them live. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was a Rammstein song was. in this. Yep. Yeah, which it, it goes right along with the whole aesthetic of this movie. But they go to this club, and it's literally just like people whipping each other, people doing body suspensions. There's a guy, there's a guy like 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 uh, uh, heating up a piece of wire and just branding himself. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's not how they no, do that. Like, there's like even people that do body mods aren't just going to do it in an unsterile environment and just like it, it's like that's and not that, how this works. And guys. that was <laughs> that's kind of what was funny about this movie is like the there back then there was a stigma attached to body modification mm-hmm. where like these people are just getting together in dingy basements and stabbing people stabbing each other in the face with needles. Yeah. It's like no, you go to a person who's professionally trained and they do it in a very sterile environment, you yeah. know what I mean? Um this I always thought this movie gave off a bad vibe. 
towards people in the body mod community. Well, definitely. Because you, you have, like, you have D. Snyder, the, the king of all body modification in this in this movie. And he's, like, the, big, big, and the he's biggest a, sadist, like... Yeah, he's a loser creep weirdo who likes to torture people. Yeah, and so it's like anybody that would have seen this movie or even seen, like, the cover of the movie or knew anything about it, like, yep, that's those people. He's got face tattoos. He must he must be a murderer. Right. He, mu- he He's a rapist. Yeah. He does all... It's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, come on. And it's, it's it's ironic to me that a guy from a rock band who dressed up as women mm-hmm. and got persecuted their entire career for mm-hmm. what they did would then take a whole community and shine sort of a negative light on the community. Well, maybe, it's a little I mean, bit ironic that he would do that. Well, not not really, because that's what he knew from his his career. So, like, he... like. He had already gone through that as, you know, dressing up in women's clothes and playing heavy metal and stuff yeah. like that. So he was really just bringing his own story into a different facet I guess, of I life. Guess that's true. I guess that's true. You know, only in this case, it was true and real because it was well, because it was I, I think probably to him, this whole thing was supposed to be just completely overblown. And it was it was probably semi tongue in cheek. Oh, I don't think so. You no, don't think so? No, not at all. Not in the I've heard well because I've, he, he he I've heard him talk about it before. Really? Yeah, he was on the the movie crypt podcast, and they they talked about it. And so it was just totally straightforward. Was he on the movie crypt? Was that where I heard him? I've probably, heard him talk about probably it. Probably because his son is. Uh... Yeah, I well I know his sons have been on it. I'm not sure that he's actually been on it though. I'm sure he had to have been. On it. Whatever. I know that I've heard him talk about it though. Yeah. And uh, and and he it was it's a. It was a legit horror movie. Like they were trying to make. No, a... no, I I get that it was a legit horror movie, but taking, taking the world. He's D. Snyder, so he's he runs in circles where he probably has been around people for a good portion of his life who actually do body modifications and sure. stuff, and he knows that they're perfectly lovely people. Oh yeah. So he's probably he was. I think in a way it was satirical, where you have like. The, oh, like the, like like this the, is what you think these people right. are. So here's what I'm going to show you. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like you got the you got the ridiculous mob who comes to take him after he's been reformed. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you can take somebody. Well, I, I mean, obviously he was capturing people and torturing them, so that yeah. that's terrible. But the idea that people need to be reformed from their sinful ways of body modification and blah 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 blah. Okay. It's kind of no, in, no, in the in the same in the same vein of uh, back when he went through. Back when he t- went and talked to the, um, was it the Supreme Court that he did the talks yeah. to? Yeah. Where, like, they were trying to basically say that heavy metal is the, the downfall of Western youth. And it's actually a part in the movie where uh, there, when he gets, so so Captain Hardy does eventually get caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's actually early on in the movie. Yeah. Um, he gets caught or whatever, and he goes to jail, and, and four years later, he's reformed. And he's reading his Bible. He's wearing lots of earth his, tone cardigans. His cardigans and, and a nice buttoned up shirt. Covering his, all of his tattoos in, and his, in cover up. Yeah, and his name. And he got rid of all of his piercings. Like mm-hmm. everything, everything's gone. Long hair still, but that's an important. Yes, that's an important, important bit of got. information. Everything, all you know, he caught the, the gauges are no longer there. He got him cut out or whatever. Everything's everything's back to normal. And his name is uh, Carlton, uh, whatever. Carlton's his name. That's all you need to know. Yeah, the most. Uh, Car- Carl- Carlton Hendricks. It's the most cookie cutter, most non-assuming name you can possibly imagine. Right. Like they went really out of their way to name <laughs> yes. him something. He's that Carlton. Was, yeah, white as rice. Um, uh, 
Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm thinking myself white as rice. Yet the most famous Carlton is, <laughs> is on Fresh Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, though, so so he does this or whatever. And where was I going with this? Uh, when he basically was reformed. Yeah. And the, the mob. I was, oh, I was the mob, talking yeah. about the mob. So he goes back to his house. In this shithole of a house, they let him go back there, which seems odd to me. I know yeah, it's the only thing he owns, but Because it's still. still set up like as his torture chamber, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Kind of. I don't, whatever. And so He goes back there and there's this mob. Uh, one person by, did you notice, one person has a sign that says, we're not going to take it. <laughs> did you notice <laughs> I that? I didn't notice that. That's awesome. Um and he, uh, uh, the mob is led by Robert England, Rob, by the led, way. Led by Robert England. There's a reason that I was going to talk about the mob, though, and I forget what it is now. Well, they, well, first of all, so he's he's reformed essentially, and they, <laughs> like Robert was. England's daughter, ends up uh, going off to bang her boyfriend. Yeah. And he can't get a hold of her. Yeah. So the the natural assumption is, oh, that that weirdo got her. Yep. And so they're just like, all right, we're going to kill him. Based mm-hmm. on like it, a completely unsubstantiated claim, you but know, at least like he was drunk. The guy was hammered off. Oh, his sure, ass. he was sure he was drunk. But they're just like, ah, oh, this this guy's not reformed. He's still killing people or torturing people. Yeah. So let's go kill him. And also in the in the mob is a woman that runs up or whatever. And on the news report, it says that she's from Christians Against Moral Decay. That's this is, right. This, yeah, this is where I was going with it. So we were talking about D. Snyder's stuff in real life right. with the MPA. Uh, wasn't it, it wasn't even not MPAA the uh, recording artists of America and all those people. I was um, D. Snyder is responsible for the parental advisory labels that are on CDs. What's it's the, that trial? What's the? Why can't I think of what the F? Uh, F? No. It's the FCAA? No. What the FCC? hell? FCC. FCC. That's FCC, it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Twisted Sister though is responsible for parental advisory stickers on on CDs. Right. It was a it was a big huge thing or whatever, and. Um, I read up on this because I, I thought like Christians Against Moral Decay. I felt like the words moral decay mm-hmm. stood out to me. I looked it up. And uh, that the words moral decay were used a lot in that trial. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that, that that was not a shout out to that whole thing going on in his so own going, personal life. So going back to what I said previously, wouldn't you agree now that this yes. movie does have a certain yeah. amount I'm of tongue... The, I'm putting the pieces together a little a certain bit more amount of, A certain amount of tongue-in-cheek, like he's kind of taking... Because at this point, in, in 1998, it's already been well-established that heavy metal is not turning your kids into murderers. So he had to go the next step to, well, what are people freaking out about nowadays? Kids getting tattoos and kids getting piercings yeah. and kids getting on the internet and meeting up with people they don't know. So yep. he just decided to kind of bring it all together and then add that to his experiences that he had back in the 80s with dealing with the, the mothers against moral decay yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the all these things that were not very PC. PC. <laughs> yeah. Does that mean you want another one? It does. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's, it's when you think about that, like if you know anything about D. Snyder and like his history, it's now that I'm putting the pieces together, we're talking about it, it's actually kind of a, it makes it's actually a better watch. Yeah, because it's more of a satirical take on this real life thing that happened. So you, I gotta rewatch the movie again. You, now. <laughs> you, you just did what's called a complete 180, I Michael. Did. I did. I mean, no, we were. I mean, <laughs> you nothing just, changed. You but. just came at me like no. Straightforward. No. <laughs> I heard him talk about it, and it is straightforward. Well, he does talk about it though, very seriously, though. Like, like he didn't make it as like a. See, when you said satirical, <laughs> I think of satire as comedy, like as like it's supposed to be like oh ha ha poke fun at stuff, and it is, but not the way that I was thinking about. Right. It, you know, like satire uh, is like spaceballs. <laughs> by the way, while we're while we're talking about, um, well, see that to me is more like um, 
parody. Parody, yeah. And parody and satire are two different things. Fine. Uh, satire. Best in, best in show. Parody can be satire. But anyway, I wanted to say, while we were talking about Twisted Sister, if you have not seen the documentary, so good. We Are Twisted Fucking Sister, it's on Netflix. It's two hours and 14 minutes long, it, and it's amazing. It's one of the best music documentaries I think you'll it's, see. I think it's probably my favorite I've seen in a long time. Sorry, I don't mean to get off tangent here, but did you ever see the one about... Go on a tangent. Or go on a tangent. <laughs> uh, did you ever see the one about... Um, uh, fuck, no, I can't think of the band. <laughs> Come back to me. Just start naming bands. It's, uh, no, it's, like an, Led, 80, it's an Led 80s, Zeppelin. No, Journey. No. I just said Led Zeppelin with a D at the end. <laughs> Zeppelin. <laughs> you just got Led Zeppelin. Oh, my God. No. What the fuck? Uh, um, the, it's like um, one of the 80 cock rock bands. The Descendants? No. They do have a really good... They do. No, not the Descendants. Uh, who the hell? Oh, no, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, is Milo, the, the Milo one. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that's a great documentary. Yeah. So this is going to go on forever, I'm not going to think of it. A cock rock band? Yeah, I can't think of it now. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, not Rats. Um, it's like that kind of, like one of those kind of bands. They have a really, really awesome documentary out. Um, it's about them finding a new singer. Their singer died, like committed suicide or died from drugs or something like that. And they had to find a new singer, and it's like their journey of getting back the band back together and finding a new singer. And I can't for the life of me fucking remember the name of the band now. Journey? No. Uh, oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. Queen? Even no. though I know they're not well, cock Let's move on. We'll move on. I'll sure. come back to it. If it's correction next week, then so be it. <laughs> but we'll come back to it. All right. Um, where we leave off at the the mob. The yeah. mob. Yeah. So so the mob they they basically lynch him. They beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. and hang him. Yeah. And by a twist of fate, but not really, because you can see the branch twisting. On <laughs> they kind of, they not, hang him. Not by so the much deuce. a twist of fate, but fate's twisted sister. Oh, <laughs> I did it. So they string him up by noose, though, and literally hang him on a tree, very uh, like Judas esque. Judas esque? Why? I don't know. Didn't Judas hang from a tree? Judas? Yeah, in the Bible. Was Judas hanged in the Bible? No, I don't think him, so. No, he hung himself. Oh. Didn't he? I don't know. Mike man. works at a church. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure you're he the did. one who works at a I'm church. I'm pretty man. sure he did. All right. Well, we're gonna find out. But anyway, right. what were you saying? No. Um. Yeah. So he gets hung by this mob or whatever. They leave him for dead. Um. Well, as luck would have it, the branch breaks and he gets down. He delivers your favorite line of the oh, entire I love movie. This. Yes. He gets up, and in this moment of just pure adrenaline and like life breathing. Like I have found my way again. Like the rain has <laughs> the rain the 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 cleansing rains have. He washed the rains down and down. No, that's not, not, not that's not how that's not how that line goes. That's not the line from that amazing Toto song, Mike. That's thought, not the line. He thought the band was Tutu. <laughs> I watched the rains. Huh? I watched the rains. No, I blessed the rains. I blessed the rains. Damn it. Um. But Sorry, I uh, listen to Toto very often. So the rains have come down upon him, and they've they've washed away his cover-up, so now you can see his tattoos on his yep. face again. And he sits up, and he kind of looks around for a second, and he gets this snarl on his face, and he just goes, What a rush! <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> so stupid. It's one, like, of, all it's of, one a sudden, of the worst lines in the all movie. All of a sudden, he's like all of, his, all of his reformation has just completely been washed away, and he is evil again. Yep. And next scene, he's got all of his all of his piercings back in his face, even his gauges, including his. So he must have gone through some hell in that like twenty four hour period, because now he's got these gauges in his ears and this double zero in his nose. 
and all the piercings in his face, but you just didn't see whatsoever. They're all back down his nose and his cheeks. I mean, granted, he was putting cover up on. He so. must have rolled around in the dirt a long time because he has dreads back uh, out, of, <laughs> like, just out of nowhere. Oh, it's so stupid. <laughs> Come on, D. You're a better writer than this. Oh, man. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But uh, so he comes back, and then it's like another showdown between him and the cop. That's pretty because much... Because he, he re-kidnaps his daughter. Yeah. Total dick move. Total dick move. He's, he tortures the, people in pretty awesome ways, though. I'm not going to lie. A lot of the stuff that he... Yeah, it's kind of like a mix between... Um, like saw traps mm-hmm. and... Uh, I mean, what's a... And, and like something you would see in, in, in the... Uh, the lust scene from uh, Seven. Oh like yeah, like the bondage. Yeah, the the big old like spiky dildo in yep, Seven. Yep. There's a there's and the a, the there's... one that the the one of the daughter when he when they walk into the room and find the daughter and it's like uh like wires yes. coming like off of her entire she, torso. It yeah, looks it's so crazy. crazy. It's, it's like she has thousands of like like pins stuck into her or like hooks stuck into her uh-huh. or a fishing line going to the walls but yeah. there's thousands of them covering them. it's it's actually kind of beautiful in a weird way in the same way like in the same way the the uh the angel is a beautiful trap in saw yes you know yes yeah it's it's it's, it's super brutal and gross oh, but yeah. like but there's there's an like an art form to it almost i well, I, I guess know, I, I guess you could say in the in the way that like body modification is beautiful sure. it's it's weird to a lot well, of people it but it, full circle didn't it yeah uh sure yes did it it did oh okay we're back to where we started so uh the first movie we watched tonight was fear.com <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that that's that's basically how it how it ends though it's another showdown between um uh what's his name uh captain howdy captain howdy and uh no it's like mike detective mike gage. gage it's mike in both movies Right, uh, it's Mike. Yeah, it was Mike in uh, Fear.com too. Was it? I believe oh, yeah. so. Yeah, Mike and Terry. Yep. So two oh. Mike. That's why I, I'm like, well, oh, Mike was in the first movie. Uh, so yeah, it's another <laughs> showdown between them. All it's, all we need is two Mikes, apparently. Uh, yeah. So Mike versus Captain Howdy, whatever. It he gets his. <laughs> <laughs> I just dropped the mic. <laughs> Wait, it's your mic. <gasps> Three mics. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Are you Sorry. sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. Another <laughs> another showdown. Uh, and then Captain Howdy dies in a flaming ball a, a of glory. A blaze of glory. Which leads me to believe, how in the hell are they making a sequel to this? Because Dee Snyder has, <laughs> yeah. has had one written for a long time, and supposedly he's ready to make it. And I don't have no idea how they're going to do a sequel to this. The only idea that I like, maybe because he's into body modification and he's used to going through extreme pain, somehow he would be able to survive being entirely aflame for like five minutes. And his skin's all like gross and everything, which yeah, is, was... which, which, which which is good because he's like seventy now, so his skin looks all <laughs> wrinkly and gross. So it actually kind of works. Yeah, that works out. <laughs> All right, he doesn't look seventy though, because no, he's he he's, good. he's on Holliston, the Adam Green show, and man, he looks. That's been five years. Well, still, even five years ago, he looked like he did back in the eighties. That's true. It's pretty good. That's true, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, that's yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you need to add to? Oh my glob! We're only like an hour and forty know, minutes right? into our show. Let's talk about a third movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, we have the time, right? So the third movie we're going to talk about that we didn't watch is a little picture called. Schindler's List. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Schindler's List. Really? Oh, it's good. 
it's it's striking. Well, yeah, it's good. It's well, like yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's one isn't of the best it, ever made, I was gonna but... say, isn't it like highly regarded as one of the best movies ever? Oh, that's something that I did want to talk about though. Um, uh, Robert England is in it. We barely mm. touched on his, on his character. Schindler's List. <laughs> Isn't that weird? He plays that is weird. He plays Hitler. <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. Go uh, back to what you were so, saying. So Robert Englund is uh plays a role that is literally exactly the opposite of Freddy Krueger. Like egg to a T. Freddy Krueger gets lynched by all the townspeople and gets set on fire and this and that. That's and gets killed. Like that's pr- that's exactly what he does. Like he's it's a total role reversal for him. Even though he's a, <laughs> That's it. You you said Robert Englund Plays plays a character who is the direct opposite of Freddy Krueger, and then you give me one example. Well, he, was, he went from being the, the the good guy to the bad guy. I mean, in the in the in in Nightmare on Elm Street, he, you know, he was the victim of the rest of all the townspeople ganging up on him and killing him because he was the bad guy. In this movie, he is one of the townspeople ganging up on the bad guy to kill him. Do you think that's why? Do you think that's <laughs> I mean, why? He's a D wanted drunk to... piece of shit. Yeah. But, like, that aside, he's still trying to do what's what's right. Do you think that's why D wanted to cast him specifically uh, for that role? Well could be because he was the he was basically the the guy dealing out the 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 justice that he has brought on upon him from it's, the mob and nightmare it's very it very well could because it is it's very it's strikingly similar yeah so, except for hanging and burning but well you know whatever yeah and never mind i was going to make a point but that's not he captain howdy did have his dick pierced so he was burning i'm oh, sure he did. Like when he, the ampling oh, oh cool he he gives a guy full now, disclosure. Full yeah. disclosure. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was in high school and I was going through my phases. Oh no! I'm so happy I didn't do it. You wanted to get your dick pierced. I, I wanted to get my dick pierced. <laughs> I did. No. I did. I I remember I talked to a guy one time who uh, told me uh, I can't remember. Where, I think it was at a tattoo shop or something, and it was a guy who admitted that he had a. Uh, um, what the hell do you call the one? Oh, like, Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. There's no way. See, I never no I never knew way. that the Prince Albert actually goes in like through the, the frenulum part and then comes out the urethra. Oh. And he told me that puncturing your urethra just does not sound like a good idea. He told to me with. he told me that the like the biggest drawback about it is that you have to sit to pee. Yeah. Because it just sprays out. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? I have no idea. That's so stupid. It's like the people who um, who do the big gauge and they're in their yeah, like so dumb. like uh, some people get and their uh, the the Lebre pierced the Lebre pier- pierced and then they'll gauge it like a, I mean it looks it's it like looks tribal like, the, the idea of it's like the old tribal ways you know the lip discs or well whatever, like the yeah like, the lip plates and it's stuff a play on that but yeah but even I mean. But this seems even more impractical because yeah. now you have a giant hole. Like, how do you drink anything? Through the hole. Through the hole. You don't you have just... to open your mouth. You just stick it there's in a, and suck. There's a guy. <laughs> there's a there's a dude online that has milk cap sized gauges in his cheeks. You ever seen him? Oh, oh you yeah. showed him to me. So yeah. gross. It is so disgusting. Another thing, like, like why you, you... you just you're destroying your your face. Yeah. Why would you ever do that? Like I'm, I'm, I have tattoos and I used to have piercings and stuff, so I'm, I'm not against body modification, yeah. but like, but there's just certain things where you're like, Dad, check this out. Here's my new boyfriend. I'm bringing him home. There's certain ones that aren't gonna please the father. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. 
get him out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if if I can if I can put my dick in one side of his face <laughs> and it will come out the other side of his face. It probably won't come out the other side of his face. <laughs> no, it won't reach. But you get what I'm saying. If Mike can come in from one side and I can come in from the other and, and we they can still touch don't in the touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord so anyway just a fat, just a fat face that's why <laughs> oh yeah. yeah anyway i think that's i think that's how we wrap it up boys yeah i think that's the one i think so oh my god uh if you want to find us on social media you can find us on soundcloud instagram and facebook at the buzzed kill podcast wait before we quit before, before we end what did you like strange land after rewatching it, oh, <laughs> we never, we never wrapped that up. Yeah, I did. I I used to watch it on. Sh- uh, I think they aired it on Showtime all the time okay. when I was younger, and I always liked it. I still did. It's horribly dated. It is. It Some is. Some of the dialogue is ridiculous, but thinking about the idea that he injected some of his own experiences with, uh, you know, like being a social outcast into the role or into the movie itself. I think that's really cool. I also have a, a little bit of a soft spot for musicians that make horror movies for some strange reason. Sure. Like, I don't know why. Well, like Cradle of Fear? Like, oh, we're going to do it for an episode. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad, but I love it. Um, I don't know. It's just a, a different take on those sides of people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. More creative. More another sure. creative outlet for those people that I already like their stuff. And I've, I've always read. D. Snyder seems like a really cool guy. Really, He's really super does. intelligent. And, yeah. I mean, come on. Twisted sister. He looks like a woman I used to work with, which is very unfortunate. He looks like a what? A woman that I used to work with, which is very unfortunate for her. (laughs) I'm going to ask you off the air who it is, but... Um, You wouldn't know who it is. Oh, okay. Never mind. Anyway, now, now... Do I do it again? You can do it again. If you want to find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or SoundCloud, you can find us at the Buzzed Kill Podcast... I thought you were going to say .com. <laughs> I, was, I was about to, but then I realized I wasn't supposed to. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the Buzz to Kill PC. You can find us on iTunes and all streaming services. Leave us comments. Leave us stuff. Stars? Is that what you stars? do? Stars? Yeah, stars. Leave us some stars. Leave us stars, and uh, no one does it anyway, but I'm still going to say it. Leave us a comment or retweet us and tell us what your favorite genital piercing is. <laughs> What's your favorite genital piercing? The Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> What's that? I'll tell you off air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you off air. <laughs> if you want to find Ray Raj. Well, you can find me on all social media, at Ocean Recording. That's all of them social sites. And you can also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your great audio needs fantastic fantastic are you you practicing for your nashville trip (laughs) i I, I suppose so (laughs) all right that'll do it cheers boys cheers cheers we're good glass bottles